Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, and I'm coming at you with another fire episode. This one comes from an interview that I did on the Brand Theory podcast with my good friend and incredible coach as well, Danielle Marchese. So, It is a great episode and we get into scaling your confidence and some of my top tips for that. And we jump right on into brand scaling as well and how to really build that. And again, some of my top tips there. So before I get into that episode, I wanted to chat quickly about what is going on at Cool Mom HQ. So there's a few ways to get all up in my energy right now and work with me. First one being Confidence Crush, which is a four-week course, which is really about stepping into your confidence in order to live your purpose. So if you're ready to crush that confidence, live your purpose, and upgrade in all areas of your life, this four-week course will teach you all the tips and practices that I've used with myself and my clients to get these amazing results. And so we're going into self-confidence, confidence in your career or business, your relationships and with money. So head on to head on over to bit.ly slash confidence crush, and it'll give you all the juicy deets there and you can sign up to join us. And if you're looking into elite one-on-one coaching, I have two options right now. So one is cool biz Academy. That's really for the woman who wants to start a business isn't really sure maybe what the idea is, or she's just getting started and really needs help in creating that perfect branding. That's going to really speak her messaging, get it out there, get those sales going. And the other way you can work with me is in master of cool biz, which is also a one-on-one program. And that one is for women who have started a business, but maybe aren't seeing those results. They want, they want to hit those 10 K months. They want that six figure year this is where you upgrade all areas of your business and you get those results that you fucking want. Okay. So those are the ways to get all up in my energy. So if you've been called to hit up either of these programs, please, please go check them out on my website. It's coolmom101.com slash work with me. And it's got all the details. Okay. Let's get into this episode. This is episode 63 and it's an interview with yours truly on the Brand Theory Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Brand Theory Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Emily. Emily is the founder of and CEO of the Cool Mom 101 where she's on a mission to support women in creating their own chic and connected business. You know, last night, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but on this day last night, 
Emily and I have recorded an IGTV live on her IGTV. And the first thing she asked me was, you know, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. And as I'm sitting here doing your intro, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> that is hilarious. And then it's funny because I was listening to a couple of your episodes and I was like, oh, there she obviously says her name again. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny though. It's Kylo. Kylo, almost like a Kylie. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You have the coolest last name I think I've ever heard in a really long time. Kyle. <laughs> it's like very unique. So the story with my last name, in case anyone's interested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I did have that as a nice question. So <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's kind of interesting. So a lot of people pronounce it Kilo. And that used to really grind my gears mm. when I did competitive dance because they'd announce my name. You're a dancer? I, yeah, I was a dancer too. Okay, we got to talk about that because I was a dancer yeah. as well. <laughs> I did pretty much any competitive sport and competitive dance. Like I just really? did all, yeah, I did all the things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go on with the last name. Yeah. So when they would announce my last name, when I, you know, win all my medals, but they would say Emily Kilo and it used to really piss me off. I'm like, yeah. damn it. That's not my name. Um, oh wait, can I swear on here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Fuck okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I think so. I'm like, based on who, how I know you to be, I think it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, so it used to really piss me off and I always wanted my mom's last name. Like her maiden name was Woodside. Mm. And I thought, Ooh. how simple would that be? Now I love my name, but the history is it's actually a Scottish name, mm. but there were some letters that got taken off when mm. they emigrated. So that's used Italians to, too. I don't know why they did that. Isn't it weird? So then it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. The name yeah. it's a little confusing, uh, but yeah, I love it now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's such a cool story. Okay. Before we even get into this episode, tell us more about your competitive dance. What did you do? <laughs> well, speaking of my Scottish heritage, I did Highland dance. That was no shit. One. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are there any old videos somewhere that we could find? You know what? It's funny because, you know, I'm 33. So back then it wasn't as simple as just pulling out your iPhone. Right, right, right. So I would actually be really curious if there, if there were because I, yeah. I was a good little dancer. And yeah, I competed all over. I competed in Scotland. I competed yeah. in the kind of Canadian championships. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, so that's cool. where all that background of your TikTok dance videos comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Guys, yeah. if you haven't seen them already, you have to go check out M's dances. They give me life. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know what? It's really, really fun for me. And I think mm. that's what comes through and that's why people like it. Yeah. You can see that I'm having fun. You say you're frankly, having fun and you're confident and it's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this dance and make your day. And that's exactly Yay. what happens. Oh my God. I love that. And, but that's, that's how I'm feeling. I'm having a great fucking time. And I'm like, yeah. how can I share my light with other people? And for yeah. me, one of those ways is dancing. So. Oh, I love that. Well, when we finally get the chance to meet in person and do it a little event, we'll have to be breaking down on the dance floor somewhere. Oh, you don't even understand. Like everyone who ever hangs out with me. <laughs> I make everyone do some sort of TikTok dance with me. I love it. I'm there. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I'm like the choreographer. I'm like, okay, we're going to have you here and you here. Yeah, it's I love great. it. Do it. So you were the one, the cousin in the basement organizing the choreography and the dances. Yeah, that was me too. Girl, we're going to kill this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. See, I have you. It's perfect. I'll probably get you right up front. Girl, I will put on my best wig. Imagine if I wore a wig, like my green. I have this green wig I wore for one year at Halloween. I was Cosmo. 
the fairly odd parents oh. i i got the green wig i swear it changes your whole persona when you're wearing something different like a wig obviously when we're a green wig but it's just i felt like i was the best cosmo girl cosmo version there ever was flicking that long hair like, it was crazy i was doing all sorts of dances that day <laughs> i love it <laughs> um okay so let's get into the episode now <laughs> um for those of you who don't know emily emily and i met through our mastermind that we're currently enrolled in and we share the same coach and she has been such a breath of fresh air into my life. Her energy as we've just kind of dived into there is something I didn't know I needed and I haven't even met you yet and it is all online. She's super supportive and just really kind of kills the game in running her own business and I know we found out a little bit about you thus far but I would love for you to in your own words kind of tell us a little bit about your journey so far of entrepreneurship how you even got to this point a little bit of your background and kind of what you do now Ooh, that's a big question big question I love it I love it okay so let's go back to you know what we can start with is that the entrepreneurial spirit has always run real deep for me <laughs> so I was the little girl who decided it would be a great Saturday activity to loop my friends in as my workers and do a lemonade stand. I had great signage. I found a perfect corner that was busy and we made a fucking killing. Like that's the kind of stuff that really lit me up. Like I had a lot of fun doing it. And that was probably when I was about 10 years old. Mm And then fast forward to when I was babysitting age. I think I would have been about 13. I printed out these flyers, designed and printed out, which gosh only knows how I did that back in 1920. Like it was a a (laughs) while ago. It was like 20 years ago. But anyways, I designed these beautiful little flyers and I think I called myself ABC babysitting, something Mm. like that. And I put these flyers at the local stores and I ended up getting this like amazing babysitting gig. It was to this day, I I joke, but it was one of the best jobs I had. It was a seven-year-old kid down the street from me. And so a seven-year-old is pretty easy to babysit. Like there's not a lot. And he was a nice, lovely kid. We would play together. We'd watch some movies. And it was always when his parents went on date nights. So you know, it wasn't a ton of time. It was from, you know, six till seven or eight that he was awake. Right. And then to sleep. And then I'm just watching TV. It was a great gig. Right. And the parents would come home, usually a little tipsy. Right, right. Hit me. So it was just great. <laughs> and I think the wage was, it was 10 bucks an hour. And that was a long time ago. So anyway, killer job. And so it made me realize that I really always have had that kind of spirit within me. And then what happened was I kind of went along my way in high school and I think you lose a lot of your essence or you can Mm. because there's so much outside information you're dealing with. You're really trying to figure out like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, There's so much to do between like sports and homework and personal life and finding a date to the prom, like all these things are take priority over figuring out who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. So really didn't have a, a great idea as, who I, as to who I was, which makes a lot of sense at that age. Fast forward, I go to university and then especially there, mm. I feel like I was just really trying to fit into the mold. Mm. And for me, how that kind of translated into work is I really was attracted to the idea of having a very corporate job and working my way up the ladder. And that for me 
Yeah. That for me was kind of like the pinnacle of success. And it's hilarious because for me, somewhere around that time, I decided that making $100,000 a year working a corporate job, like that was, you know, you'd made it. Yeah. Don't ask me where the fuck I got that from, but that it's just interesting. So after I graduated university, started getting going on my career, one of my first jobs in marketing. So that's what I kind of knew I was attracted to. And I kind of just followed my passions that way. And one of my first jobs in marketing was for Lululemon, which probably most people know that company. It's a huge, huge global brand, which was amazing. So I started working at the store and then worked my way into head office where I worked on the digital brand team. So that was one of my first marketing jobs was at this amazing company. (laughs) So that was where I really found my passion for marketing and branding. And while I was there, if anyone recalls this, it was the time when Chip Wilson, the founder, and at that time he was still involved with the company. So he said that some, and he went on an interview and I was watching this as I'm working. He goes on an interview and says that some women's thighs are simply too large for the Lululemon pants. And that's why they're- that's why they're pilling. Oh my. So uh, it was so bad. It was so bad. So the long story short there was that it really made me want to get into public relations because Mm, I was like, now you got to put out these fires. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, holy shit, PR matters so much good and Mm. bad for a brand. It really can make or break you. So from there, I went to uh, a public relations school and did a program. And then I got, again, I was still kind of climbing that corporate type ladder, kept kind of increasing my salary, getting more responsibilities. And it's funny, I was really caught up in the titles. Like Mm. I was like, I really want to hit a manager and director title by the time I'm 30. Like I had these hilarious, who cares what your fucking title is? Anyway, (laughs) uh, I was really caught up in that. And then fast forward to two years ago, two or three years ago, I was working in another corporate job for an organic skincare company and basically hating my life. Mm. And that was when at work, like I was like, oh gosh, like this is not it for me. This can't be fucking it. Like I Mm. am kind of grinding. I'm not really learning anything. It just felt terrible. And at that point too, I was pregnant. So I was kind of like, Ooh, what do I do? Like, I'm, yeah. I don't really want to go job hunting. And anyway, all this to say, it led me to finally be like, fuck this. I'm going to do my own thing. Finally, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, going, I'm just going to jump in. So all, all these things that I'm telling you, it's a very long story. I tried to keep it concise, but I lost my way a little, which is totally fine yeah. and normal. And it really gave me a ton of experience that led me to where I am now and gave me that confidence to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm starting my own thing. Yeah. So started my first business, which is PR and marketing consulting. Mm -hmm. I started that January of last year. So this is like my first year. Whoa. I thought you've been in business way longer than that. But yeah, I guess that makes (laughs) sense if your little one's only two. Oh my goodness. I did not realize that. That is amazing. Okay, so take us now through where your business is at now because you've already kind of made a transition from doing the PR and marketing to now coaching. So what kind of, when did you realize that you wanted to add in the coaching element and what was that transition like? Mm -hmm. Great question. So the brand Cool Mom 101 
actually started as my podcast. Mm. So I started the podcast when Leo was seven months old around, and it was just something I'd always, this is a common theme for me, something I'd always wanted to do, (laughs) uh, which was be a business owner, start a podcast. Those were things I just had always wanted to do. So I finally, again, just took the leap. I was like, you know what? This is perfect timing. I'm just going to do it. And from there, the other thing I should add, the last thing that I really wanted to do was get into business coaching. Mm. And again, this is my common theme. It was something that kind of niggled at me that I'd seen people doing. Mm. My best friend is a business coach. Mm. And I was like, damn it, you can, you can put these things together. My love for branding and building a business yeah. with my love of cheerleading people and helping them <laughs> with their mindset. Yeah. Like my mind was fucking blown, but it took me about five years until I finally mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. So from starting the podcast with that brand is when I, about a year later, so this was just in like August, yeah. I decided to add coaching to that business. And then with my PR and marketing consulting, I had never gone out and looked for clients. It's mm. been all word of mouth, which is amazing. Yeah. So what I'm the place I'm at now is I'm just kind of phasing out as in I'm not really accepting new clients. Right. And so what my plan is is to fully transition into the business into coaching. The coaching. Yeah. yeah which I'm already doing and then just transitioning. Cause right. I just I love it. I really yeah. love it. You finally feel like you found like your true, true calling and purpose. I love that. There's probably an element of coaching that you've been doing inside the PR and marketing too, right? Like you, you have to like teach people why you need certain things aligned in your PR and marketing, whether they do it on their own or you do it for them. There's still that teaching element there. And of course, in coaching, you can bring over that expertise in branding, marketing, PR, all those things that we need to know. So it's like the perfect switch, the perfect transition. And I'm so excited to have you in the coaching world. (laughs) Thanks. How did you come up with the name Cool Mom 101? (laughs) I love this question. So it was one of those things that just, I'm very much like this. Things will be kind of mingling in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely creative. My mind is always going with ideas. And usually something will just click. And so the part that clicked right away was I was like, I'm a cool mom. That's just who I am. Yeah. That's who the fuck I am. And then cool mom on its own, it was like there, it's a little crowded. There's, there was a podcast called cool moms. And I was like, okay, how can I, and this is actually a great lesson because it's like, how can you take something that you know at that core is who you are or what you want your brand to represent and like differentiate it just a mm. little bit. Just so a little branding tip for you guys here. Just a little branding tip. <laughs> throw that in. Um, but what just came to me, I'm like, that's actually useful advice. So I knew I was cool mom, but I'm like, how can I differentiate this just a little bit? And the 101 for me was, so for me, 101 represents learning because it's all about education because 101 is like that first yeah. course you take. So that's kind of where it came from. I was like, how yeah. can I take the cool mom and just differentiate it a little bit? And then it's been fun for me because everything's like a play on higher education. Right. So my one-on-one coaching program is called Cool Business, like Cool Biz Academy. Mm. So I get to do all these fun. I love things. that. Yeah. Did you know when you put added in that 101 that you would be going the coaching route and like taking on that teacher mentor role? 
Not really. Maybe deep down, I was hoping it would go that way, but I was just scared, frankly. I was like, ooh, can I do this? And I think this is really common with coaches. Like, who the fuck am I? Oh, yeah. I experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, but who the fuck am I not? Yeah. I'm and not- you just said it before. All your experience that you had in the corporate world, all your experience as a mom, all your experience as a human <laughs> makes you the right person to help your ideal client. Absolutely. And that's a lesson I think I'm frankly still sometimes learning. Mm-hmm. It's not like a done deal. Yeah. I do have certain expertise and that's what I want everyone listening to understand too. Yeah. Whether you worked as a daycare executive. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> like Danielle, right? You, but you develop certain skills mm-hmm. that are, and a lot of them will be transferable. Yeah. And it is really, and that's like a huge part of confidence for me is understanding. And this is like what I tell everyone who wants to listen and my clients included you need to realize that there is literally nobody else in this entire world that's like you. There's no one who's had the same experiences as you. There's no one who's going to explain things the same way you do. So that is the, that is what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. It's like you can't forget that because it's, it's, it's totally you and it's unique and it's different. Yeah. And that's my entire argument, so to speak, about branding and how – it's really you. Like there's no use of faking a brand. There's no use of choosing colors or all those physical elements that don't represent you because you are the thing that sets your business apart. You are what keeps your clients coming back time and time again. You are what keeps your audience listening, what keeps your audience reading. That's It's you. It's all you and all the experience that you've had or not had. It's, it's all you. Mm, this is such a good question. So I think personal branding is important for any business really, but especially something where it's service-based because at the end of the day, and as you talk about a lot, like they're going to be potentially working with you or with your team. So it's really, really important. So I think for me, personal branding, it's important because no one will get to know you if you don't put parts of your personality. Yeah into what you're talking about. And you actually, even talking yesterday with you, because I interviewed you, I was thinking, do I inject enough of my person? It made me think. I'm like, do I talk about other things enough? Like, maybe I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good to keep top of mind because sometimes you're so in it. Yeah. And you're so, especially in this type of industry, but anyone Mm -hmm. in in any type of, like I said, service-based industry, mm-hmm. you are so consumed sometimes and focused on selling and your offerings and making sure that you're talking about your client's pain points and this kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. And it, anyways, it really, it was great because it reminded me that that's something I do care about. And I do want people to understand who I am yeah. beyond just what my offerings are, what it's like to work with me, the mm-hmm. social proof, you know, like all yeah, this yeah. No, but I actually, I actually have a note that I feel like you do do a good job at showing us who you are online and with everything between what it's like to be a business owner and a mom and what it's like to run a successful business and a successful household. And even just like, I know I mentioned it before, but you're dancing and stuff. You do that. And it gives us such 
wow, she's actually having fun. And she's, you might be teaching us something in your TikToks or talking about something, but I honestly just love seeing that side of you because it's something it was now I'm learning. It was such a huge part of your life. And I love that you're still doing that and like honoring that fun side of yourself, you know, and there's other things that you do that you sprinkle in, whether it's like what you're eating or that one time you went with, I think it was your sister and you did that cooking class. <gasps> that was super fun to see. Like all these little things that you, you question, do people really care about this? is the things that we care about the most <laughs> after your offerings and what you do and who you are inside the business. We want to know who you are. So yeah, I think you do a great job, Em. <laughs> Thanks. And for me, I don't know how you feel about this. This might be a good discussion point too. Mm. For me, I found that it's easy to do it on stories. So yeah. it's like, I don't even worry as much about the feed posts. If there were, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Cause for me, then I'm like, you know what? The stories they are in the moment when I do random things, like you said, I'll post about something fun I'm doing, or it's just really more in the moment. Yeah. So that's something that has helped me anyway, is just focusing on that. Yeah. I, because I feel like it's like hard to put a plan in place for communicating who you are as a person. It's harder to do that rather than doing that in the moment, rather than sharing your cup of coffee, or rather than sharing that really crazy Grey's Anatomy quote that you love that Derek says. You know what I mean? Like in the moment things are those things that mean so much to you in that moment, so why not share that? Mm -hmm. um, and you can absolutely communicate that through posts and through emails and through all of that, but if you're figuring out your flow, try doing them in the moment, or like whenever you got that wave of inspiration of, oh, I think people will care about this, try it. See, see the feedback that you get. Um, but yeah, thank you for all your input about the branding and whatnot coming from an expert yourself. Oh, my pleasure. Um, okay. So take us through how you work with your clients, like your coaching clients right now. Do you work with people who are just starting out? Is it more at a point where they're a little bit of a foundation going just kind of how do you do it? Cause I know every coach kind of has their different flow of things. I'd love to hear your method of madness. Yes. So my method of madness right now is working with women who have not yet started mm, a business. Love that. Yeah. So I think it's really cool too. And this is something that I wish I had understood more. So I'll just mm. say it for anyone listening who might not have heard this or hasn't sunk in yet. But no matter what stage you're at in your business, there's always someone a few steps behind you that could mm. use your expertise, your advice, and your coaching. And I think that's something that really needed to sink in for me. Yeah. So right now that's where I'm loving supporting people. Cause I'm like, I've started two successful businesses. I've now coached a bunch of women starting theirs. And that's where I'm just having a lot of fun with it, frankly. Yeah. And because I'm so obsessed with creating the brand, I do like being there in the beginning phases. Yeah. Really because then you can, you can tell people like what actually matters and what can wait or where to put their focus and what can kind of just come a little bit later, which, cause people get so obsessed with trying to figure out all the pieces all at once, but it really gets to be that progress. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so I'm working with women who, kind of have that desire, like they know, kind of what I talked about, they know they want to be an entrepreneur. They might have a little inkling of an idea or they don't know at all and that's okay too. And I work with them as to what are those things you're passionate about? How can we create a business around that? Yeah. And then I find some women 
are like me in that they knew they wanted to do coaching, for example. Yeah. I just have been a little scared to, yeah, to, dip to the get into in. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I love teaching confidence throughout all these things. Mm. Because to me, if you don't have the confidence in place to go after these things, it's really hard to fucking start. Yeah. <laughs> like, really hard. Yeah. So how do you teach somebody confidence when they're so scared of that? How do you do that? Uh, it is a great question. So confidence for me, I think of it, it is like a muscle. Mm. So you're not necessarily just born being so confident. There are people that are more naturally leaning that way, yeah. etc. But it is something you can develop. That's the exciting thing. So a few things that I like to always start with. The first one is to challenge yourself. So this can be big or small. It doesn't have to be some big, scary thing because you can work your way up to that. So challenge yourself and then commit to that. So when you're challenging yourself, what you're telling your body, mind, et cetera, is that, look, I can accomplish things. Mm -hmm. I can do this thing that I maybe didn't want to do. So that really helps to build up your confidence. Yeah. The reason I said you can start small is because if you do say, I'll use exercise because that's one that people can typically relate to. Yeah. That's actually the example I was thinking in my head too. (laughs) I read minds. It's a fun skill. (laughs) So say it's something like exercise and you just have kind of lost track of it. You've gotten off the train, but you know it's something you want to build your confidence in and get back into. So sometimes if you go straight from doing nothing, to telling yourself you have to work out six days a week, yeah, you can get lost. Yeah, and your brain is kind of like, mm, I think I'll just stay comfortable over here. Right. But sometimes it helps to build that confidence if you just say, you know what, I'm just gonna hit 20 minutes of movement four days a week, like something yeah. that feels manageable to right. you. <clears throat> and then what'll happen is you accomplish that, and mm. then you're like, see, I can fucking do this, and then you can you know, add to it. So you don't have to go crazy and be like, okay, I'm going to run a marathon in a month. Like it's not necessary. And it really does help build your confidence up. Mm. So that's one of my favorite things for people to work on and tips. Another one that's like a huge, huge, huge connection to confidence is learning to tap into your intuition. Mm. So for me, confidence, that's a huge part of it is knowing who the fuck you are Because when you know who you are and you do things aligned with that, there's no way anyone can knock the confidence down from you. Yes. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about my business. Like, I love doing it. I've never had that worry of being judged for being a coach or anything like that. I'm like, no, this is is what I fucking love doing. This is who I am. Take it and that's it. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's all good. So tapping into your intuition, that looks different for a for everyone. Yeah. But of course there's the classic ways there's meditation. For Mm -hmm. me, it's really giving myself time to slow down. If I'm go, go, go all day long, I find I don't have that space in my brain to be able to evaluate things, to be able to get those ideas that come that feel so fire. You know, when you get those ideas where you're like, "Mm, that's a fucking good one. Like I can't wait to use this. (laughs) But if I'm go, go, go and so scheduled and just pushing, pushing in my masculine, in my masculine, I don't feel that intuition. Mm -hmm. So yeah, slow the fuck down, meditate. 
I love tapping for that mm-hmm. as well because I find sometimes if I'm too high up here in my head, sitting and meditating is not yeah. going to relief release my stress. So tapping because you're like moving right. and talking, I find it's got a little amount of action to it. Mm, that's so a very good that, point. Yeah, it can really help because sometimes like if, if you're super high strung in a moment, which is okay, but someone telling you to just sit and meditate, it, it's like, it's probably not going to work. Right. Um, it's like when you're, yeah, when you're stressed and people are just like, just relax. Like, okay, I would if I could. I wouldn't be talking to you or venting to you if I could just relax on my own without getting it out. Thank you. Exactly. But thanks. <laughs> and also moving your body. So if you are feeling really high stress, high strung, go for a fucking walk. Go yeah. for a run, spin, whatever your flavor is of that day and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, the challenging yourself, tap into your intuition. And then the third one is what we actually already talked about, but I'll just say it again for the people in the back. Uh, Just have confidence and repeat this to yourself and really understand it, that you are literally the only you in this entire Mm. fucking world. Nobody has the experiences you do, grew up the same way you do has worked at the same places you have, yeah. whether it was as a babysitter or one of my other jobs was a cashier. Like, you know, yeah. it, all, all these things layer up to my expertise and my experiences and yeah. the way I talk, the way I think, the way I feel. So just have confidence knowing that and understand it at that cellular level. Mm-hmm. And I think that really does change everything. Yeah. I love all of that. And one thing I want to point out is that everything that you just talked about is all stuff that we're doing for ourselves in the back end. And you have to do that. You have to do all those things for yourself and building up your confidence strictly for you first before you worry about what it's going to do for other people. Because once you do all these things and whether it's the meditation or the going for the walk or a culmination of all the things that Em just shared with us, those are the things that make you good with you and you good with who you are and comfortable and confident in yourself. And those are the things that shine through by you showing up in your stories or in a post or in an email or on an IGTV live or on a podcast. When you're good with you, it is so much easier to show up in that online space. It might feel awkward at first, but because you're confident in yourself, you know you'll get through that awkward phase and it will just be flowing and easy sooner rather than later. Mm. So true. So true. And you know what that just reminded me of? I will share because I do think it's obvious that I'm confident showing up online for anyone who's watched me at all. (laughs) And I was thinking about this a few days ago, just a fucking year ago, I remembered that I felt nervous showing my face on stories. Yeah. We all had that. Yeah. I was like, well, this is a bit weird. And like, is my makeup okay? And like, whatever. Now I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. I put a fun filter on because back to personal branding, like I love doing that. It's fun for me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's who I am. I'm sparkly. Yeah. Um, But it's not because you're worried about how you look, maybe like a little bit because we're human, but more than often, no, (laughs) it's more because this is a fun filter and this matches my brand. Yeah, absolutely. You will have that sparkly brand and the filters are made for that. So why not use them? (laughs) Have some fun. But I just want to share that as in, I'm not here to say I've just always been so Mm. perfect and confident. I do recall, like I said, it kind of came to me. I was like, holy shit. One year ago, I was worried. I felt like, ooh. And my best tip for that is 
commit to a certain time, say that you're going to show up. I've heard some people say 30 days or whatever, but make it up yourself, right. whatever feels good for you and show up every single day. And it does, yeah. it just gets easy. And now yeah. I would never think twice. Anyway. Yeah, was, no, you never, that's, it was actually one of my questions. So you took the words right out of the mouth of, were you always this confident or was it something that you had to work up to in the, in the online space, especially. And also what's going to happen guys, when you do start showing up consistently, say you do a 30 day challenge with yourself is you're going to get more engagement. You're going to get more traction. And that alone also helps build your confidence because you're like, oh, people are actually paying attention to what I have to say and liking my posts and my dances and whatever you do. Um, somebody who was in Kelly's coaching program who I that I co-coach with, so this is probably a couple of rounds ago, I started a TikTok pretty much around the same time that she did, but I don't like post on there consistently. It's more like, oh, I've got 10 minutes. Let me just go watch 10 minutes of crazy TikToks, see what the world's up to. But she posts consistently every single day. And she has since the day we started. She has thousands of viewers and thousands of followers. And it's crazy just what consistency and confidence can do for you and your brand. And I'm sure she's gotten a lot of clients from it and her community has grown, but just let alone just, you can tell from when she first started to when she's starting now, She's just so confident and it's, it's awesome to watch it. Absolutely. And you know, another good point to add to what you're saying about this woman is I want it to be clear too, and this is a good point on what you talk about with personal branding, it needs to feel authentic to you. Yes. If you don't like fucking dancing like I do and it doesn't bring you joy, don't do it. Right. Right. So I think I, I'm sure you see this with your clients too. Absolutely. You can't be everything to everyone. And as I know you are really passionate about, like it needs to feel authentic. Yeah. So if you don't love dancing, don't go learn the TikTok dances. Right. Watch them, observe, have fun right. in that way, but don't feel like you have to do that. Yeah. There's a way to find a way to do everything that you feel like you have to do in your business. Everything from showing up online and also a whole launch series. There's a way to do it that feels on brand, as I say to you. And it's not about doing it because it works for somebody else. Like, sure, we might try things and see how we like it. But if you don't like it the second time, the third time, and something feels off, you can make those adjustments accordingly and just make it on brand. There's no use of doing something over and over again that you freaking hate because that puts you right back to where you started before you started your business. <laughs> totally. And that is just some low energy shit. Oh, yeah. We don't have time for that. We do not have time for low energy <laughs> shit. <laughs> You know what's interesting about that too that I just was thinking about as you were kind of finishing talking is there's a difference too, and I want to point this out, between being scared to do something mm. and it actually not being authentic and on brand. Yes. Yes. You know Talk I mean? to me about this because this is always a fear that I have of not communicating. So please tell us what we need to know. <laughs> well, I, it just kind of came to me in that sometimes there's some, and I'll use me as an example. Okay. The first time that I was told I should do and should do, but it was advised, this is a good way to sell your programs is to do an Instagram live mm -hmm. and there's a whole email series to it and all these things. Essentially, it's like a funnel type situation yeah. through doing some sort of live event. So the first time I heard that, I was, I was a bit 
apprehensive maybe is the word and I think a bit fearful and so I think you actually did bring up a good point though is maybe try it yeah and so I did and that's when I realized it actually was more that I just hadn't done it it was new for me and so that's natural it's not going to be perfect ever first of all but it's not going to be so good and polished the first time you do it yeah and that's okay This is something I was just talking to a client of mine about this morning is she has this rule that she set for herself of I try things two times before I move on to something else or adjusting it. So she'll try it two times in the way that she's taught or the way that she wants to or the way that we suggest before she tries something else. And it's been working for her. She'll try it two times. The second time she makes like a small adjustment to wording or something and she gets the results that she's looking for. She absorbs the results of the first time if it wasn't exactly on key she'll make the adjustments to her energy even and then she gets more towards the results that she wants so maybe that's a rule you guys adapt try it two times before (laughs) before you make a complete overhaul of whatever it is that you're doing totally and i think that's a good point in that the first time like i said it's not gonna be amazing necessarily it could be yeah it could be we believe in you guys you could be (laughs) but I was for me I was super nervous the first time I did an Instagram live and uncomfortable and now I fucking love it now she has a whole damn series about them (laughs) (laughs) I do and I actually love that so the series was because my podcast is very niche in a way Mm -hmm. because it is really moms who are also entrepreneurs yeah and so the reason I decided to do the Instagram live series, which Danielle has an amazing episode on, is because I have all these amazing women around me and people I wanted to interview that didn't fall into that specific niche of my podcast. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. No, I love it. But I also want to just tell you, which I feel like I've told you before, that you having that podcast that's very focused on the mom interviews know that non-moms listen to that as preparation for being a mom because I don't know what the heck I'm going to be doing and or how to balance it. And that kind of brings me to my next question of how do you balance these kind of two separate worlds or are they separate? Because they're not separate. You have to do them all together. How do you do it? It's a great question. And before we started recording, I told Danielle and I'll share with everyone listening that the first year I did not enjoy motherhood. Yeah. I frankly hated it. I was resentful. I was very grumpy and I felt a lot of regret. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is not great. <laughs> and I think what changed, so what I'll share is what helped me, is really finding what those support systems that I was missing were and mm-hmm. implementing them. Yeah. So for me, it looked like I have a lot of help. I have a, my partner helps a lot with taking care of Leo, but I also have a part-time nanny. I have cleaners that come to the house. I have someone who manages my podcast. Yeah. Because so outsourcing is actually my number one tip. (laughs) It's like, what can you get off your plate? Yeah. And that is freaking huge. Like it's so big. Then I will share it's been a lot of mindset work. Mm. So one of the huge, huge, huge beliefs I've had to overcome, and like most belief work, I I don't know that you come to the end of it. It's like a journey with it. Of course. But I'm so, so far in the right direction on this. But I'll share. What my belief was, was that it's hard because I'm a mom. Mm. So like it's hard. It's always so hard. Everything's so so much harder because I'm also a mom. So I had to change that and be like, no, things can be easy. Yeah. 
is easy for me. So that was a huge one too, because if you're stuck in a cycle and this goes for moms or non-moms, whatever that belief is. So I see it with people starting out in entrepreneurship too. They'll have this idea. Well, it's easier for Danielle because you know, she had the connections or it's easier for Emily because she went to a really good school. Right. Or like they have these ideas about right. why it's easier for someone. So I think that's not just in motherhood, but I notice it's a huge belief in motherhood mm. that I can't be an entrepreneur and be a mom because it's, it's too hard. Yeah. So wow. a lot of it was mindset work, which surprise, surprise. Um, and then a lot <laughs> it of it goes was back to mindset. Totally. But a lot of it was actually implementing systems that were going to help me. And I do this to this day. I'm still working on it in my business. It's like, what else can I automate? What else can I outsource? And I am starting to get to that point where I'm thinking in my coaching business, can I have an assistant to do certain things beyond just my podcast? So I'm always evaluating and keeping that very top of mind because I'm only one human. I only have the energy that I have to give. So for me, And anyone listening, if there's anything that someone else can do for you better and or cheaper, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. Cheaper doesn't always have to be like money. Like cheaper can be your time and your energy are extremely valuable. And this is something that you guys have been helping me with in the last couple of weeks is making that move. Excuse me. Throat chakra is getting cleared. We're talking about this one. Uh Uh-huh. Uh hiring (laughs) is hiring that help because it is super, super scary to hand over again, like non-moms or moms to hand over that help in your business or having somebody else care for somebody that you love so deeply. Right. And I'm sure that's not something easy, but you have to think about it as it's protecting your energy. You can do more, believe it or not, when your energy is protected and when your energy is where you need it to be. I'm sure Leo very much appreciates mommy not being stressed out by all this work that she has to do. Right. And when he gets that time with you, which is probably so much more now, it's like you at your top, most highest energy. Maybe not all the time because we're moms, you know, not me, you, but it's about protecting our energy. So you're right. When we can ask for help, that's another thing is being an entrepreneur and starting, I didn't want to ask for help. I was always like mm-hmm. ashamed to ask for help, right? Because I thought you had to do it all by yourself. And that's what entrepreneurship is. You just figure it out by yourself. If that could not be further from the truth. You, could, you can't do it by yourself. Whether you have a friend that you make on Instagram or you're part of a high-level mastermind, you can't do it all by yourself. You need somebody. You need a coworker, so to speak, to just look to and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Please help me out of this rabbit hole. You know, you need someone to push you and say, hey, it's time to hire somebody. You need someone to come into the office and say, hey, dinner's ready. Time to shut down. You need that support system. So I don't even know where the heck I was going with that. But yes, protect your energy. (laughs) And you know what? You just made me think of that for anyone who has already had a business baby, maybe these skills will be very great if Mm. and when you decide to become a mom because a lot of what you said is very important becoming a mom. It is developing that support system, knowing when to ask for help. A lot of moms really struggle with that, like really struggle because you think, oh, motherhood, I'm just supposed, I'm a woman. I should just be able to do it. And like that that could not be further from the fucking truth. Mm. You need these people around you who are going to tell you like, hey, Em, you need to rest now. Yeah. Like 
stop trying to keep doing what you're doing. Like it's time for you to rest Yeah. or it's time for you to go get your nails done. Yeah. It's time for you to take a bath. It's time for you to take a shower. (laughs) It's time for you to just eat something. It's time for you to just do these little things to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. I love it. Love it all. Um, can you, you probably answered this a million times already, but I always like to ask this question is, can you think of a time that you were living not on brand and how you navigated to start living back on brand? And that could be something so simple as you were eating or drinking Poland spring water, but you really wanted to be drinking the high class Fiji water because it made you feel better. Or it could be something a little bit bigger, like recognizing that work, what you were doing in your job wasn't for you. So you started your business, but is there an example that's coming to mind for you? There's so many, but <laughs> as soon as you mentioned the water, I was like, here's a new one that I had, I started doing maybe in the summer is I love good champagne. And so now yes, yes. if I'm ever going to drink it, it's going to be Vuv. Yes. Or better. That's it. Yes. Vuv or better. <laughs> this or something yeah. better? Vuv or something better. Yep. Vuv I or love better, that. Baby. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what do you have coming up? Where can we find more of you? Where can we hang out with you? Well, my favorite place to hang out is Instagram at cool.mom.101. And yeah, that's the best place to keep up with me and see what I'm up to. Coolmom101.com if you want more info. And that's where you can find all my podcast episode show notes. So that's a good place too. Amazing. Do you have any last thoughts for us before we say goodbye? (sighs) Last thoughts. I just want to say, if no one's told you today, you're amazing and your ass looks great. (laughs) Everyone needs to hear that. Your ass looks great. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this with us. I can't wait to have you back again, to meet you in person and give you a big hug and just hang out and do TikTok dances. It's going to be amazing. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will chat with you soon. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.